I do think it's worth an investment to go through a remodel if it's well planned and well executed and you're making the right investments. It is worth the cost. And really at the end of the day, when it all comes together and you can see the excitement on their face and hear it in their voice, I mean, it's just very rewarding. I'm Corey Brown, and this is Provides the Path to Owning It podcast, where I sit down with trusted industry experts and Provides Network to give you the tools and advice you need to take your practice ownership dreams into your own hands. From owning your own practice to expanding or improving an existing practice, we'll help pave the way for you to achieve your dental or veterinary career dreams and guide you through all the nuances of the practice ownership journey. Please make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen. On this week's show, we're going to be discussing all you should consider when remodeling your healthcare practice. Our two guests today are provides experts on this topic, one in the field of construction and the other in finance. And we're first joined by Casey Lear, Senior Project Manager at Provide. He's been with the company since June of 2019 and has 20 years of experience in the construction industry after earning his degree in construction management from the University of Cincinnati. Casey, welcome. Glad to have you on the show today. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate the invite. Yeah, absolutely. Let's start, if you could just tell us a little bit more about your experience in the industry. So yeah, as you said, graduated from University of Cincinnati with a degree in construction management. From there, jumped right into the commercial construction industry. I uh, started with a general contractor on the commercial side, basically acting as a superintendent. And then uh, throughout the years, working my way into more of a project management role, but basically spent 15 years in the commercial construction industry on site every day, coordinating contractors and trade work, working with engineers, architects, clients, coordinating inspections, you know, all those kinds of things. In your opinion, how should a provider kind of go about building a plan for their renovations? You know, what are some of the first things they should act on? Well, I think whether you're renovating your existing space or maybe you're going to switch locations altogether and renovate a whole new location, you know, I think connecting with either a designer or I know there's a lot of equipment reps out there that'll help in the design. That's kind of your first step is to engage a team of professionals that can help you with your layout, with the patient flow, you know, all those kind of things. Once you kind of have that started, you can start to work on, you know, your budgets timelines and things like that. And I think most providers out there, the majority probably have not really been through, you know, a remodel project or or switching locations. So as they kind of start to begin that project, is there um, anything that a provider may not be aware of that they should definitely consider? Yeah. Unfortunately, right now, ever since COVID, I would say if your project is to the extent that you might need a building permit, one thing to consider for sure is that timeline. You know, I think right now, the timeline from having a design and getting a building permit has increased significantly. I would also say the same thing is happening with material prices. It's unfortunate, but you know it's everywhere right now. Same thing with construction. So I think the earlier on you can, again, engage that team, have a good plan moving forward and engage those construction professionals early on because they can help you down that path. You know, contractors know about material increases. They can prepare and plan for that. They know what the local building department timeline is, so they can help with that as well. So again, the earlier on that you can engage some design and construction professionals, the better. Yeah. I mean, we're even seeing that uh, just on, you know, local projects I'm doing at my own house or something. The cost of those materials sometimes is making that impossible to do at this time. So I can only imagine in a commercial setting, the drastic difference that that would be. So would you say, you know, budgeting is something that uh, providers should also really be conscious of during this time of rising costs of materials? 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I know our sales team does a great job of working up front with the clients and building in some padding to their budget just so that when a client gets approved at a budget, you know, I know the sales team is working with them to try and ensure that they're covered, even if there's some potential material prices. That way, you know, if we do see those, we don't have to go back and try and get an increase from our credit department or anything like that. So there's some built-in kind of leeway there, as I would imagine most construction projects would have. Yeah, we definitely try to, especially these days, as much as possible, but it gets a little tough sometimes, I think. But definitely keeping that in consideration is definitely key. Tell me, I guess, about, I would imagine that you get fairly close to these providers as you are working with them and remodeling or, you know, starting a new practice from scratch. What has it meant for you to be a project manager for these healthcare providers now, as opposed to kind of projects you had worked on in the past? It's interesting because, like I said, we connect with these clients basically from the beginning. There are some clients that I've had relationships with for six or eight months, maybe just, you know, going through the whole process some even longer. And it's great to see that progression. Like you said, you build a very personal relationship with our clients. And from start to finish, you can kind of see the whole process starting to take shape. And living that journey with them is great because they know that whether it's a construction question or, you know, sometimes throughout the process, clients just have random questions or sometimes they, you just need to vent, right? Sometimes it can get very chaotic and stressful. And I'm happy to be that person that they can reach out to and one, ask very specific construction questions about, but two, just anything in general, it's nice that they've got my direct number. And if they've got questions like that, they know that they're able to reach out and connect directly with me and anyone on our team. Yeah, that's so key. Just having that point of contact actually reach when you do have those questions. I was imagine this would be a very stressful situation for most providers. You know, they're probably putting one of the bigger investments they've made into something like this. So, you know, having somebody they could reach out to is fantastic. Is that a role that you always wanted to play when you started this construction industry? Did you ever think that you would be so integral in making some of these providers' dreams come true? You know, when I first started out, I was working on larger projects. And there were just so many people involved. You know, even though I was on site every day, it kind of felt like me personally almost just kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. You know, you're building something for a client. And yes, maybe the client, maybe they know my name, but we really didn't have that relationship that I can have now with all of our clients. That's a little bit more one on one. Again, like I said, we have direct contact with each other throughout the project. We collect progress photos so I can see that progression. And from start to finish, I can see their excitement build. And really, at the end of the day, when it all comes together, everything's done and they're ready to start seeing patients and you can see the excitement on their face and hear it in their voice. I mean, it's just very rewarding to be a part of that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Let me ask, you know, with all your years of experience, especially now in the practice ownership journey, if you could give our listeners one piece of advice when starting a remodel project, what would that be? I think I would say, kind of like I mentioned before, you know, if you're starting to think about that remodel, reach out to any either a design professional or equipment professional in your area. They have the contacts to help put a team together with the client's assistance. The equipment professionals have a lot of contacts. They understand the industry. They understand the flow of the practice. And along with some design professionals, there are definitely some dental and vet-specific contractors out there. I think that goes a long way in helping a successful project, not necessarily 
absolutely necessary. But if there is someone in your area that specializes in that kind of thing, I think that's definitely helpful. But again, just kind of engaging in a team and reaching out to those professionals in your area is definitely a good start. That's great advice, Casey. I want to thank you for taking the time to be here with us today. It was a really insightful and detailed look on the construction side of a remodel. We just thank you for being here and being a part of it. Well, again, thanks for having me. Definitely appreciate it. So far, we've discussed the construction side of a remodel project. When We Return provides Regional Director of Practice Finance in California, Jason Schneller, will join us to discuss the cost of renovating a practice and how to secure a project loan. Meet the newest reason to finance your dream practice with Provide. The Provide Card, the credit card built specifically for dental and veterinary practice owners. Available in addition to your Provide practice loan, with the Provide Card, you'll be transported to a world of new opportunities for your practice, where you can securely make bulk supply orders and earn tailored rewards on your purchases. You can earn up to 3% rewards on healthcare practice and lab supplies and 1% rewards on all other purchases all the time with no rotating categories and no point expiration. At Provide, we're creating the future of personalized banking for healthcare practice owners. To learn how to apply for your tailored card with tailored benefits, contact your Provide representative or visit getprovide.com slash provide card for more information, including rewards terms and conditions. I'm Corey Brown, and this is Provides the Path to Owning It podcast. And we're talking today to Jason Schneller, Regional Director of Practice Finance in California with a focus on projects about the cost of renovating a practice and how to secure a project loan. Jason spent six and a half years as the Vice President, Business Development Manager at Wells Fargo Practice Finance, and he's been with Provide for almost four years now and resides near Los Angeles, California. Jason, happy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Congratulations on the launch of the podcast. Super exciting. This is something I always thought we should do, and uh, I think it's a great idea. Our team has so much to share. You know, the COIs that we do business with. So there's a lot of information to share. So this is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you for that. We're super excited about it, too. Why don't we start with you, though? Can you tell us a little bit more about your career and kind of how you got to where you are now with Provide? I've been in the industry about 21 years now, lending money to doctors to you know help them acquire proper loans to equip their offices, expand, remodel, start up. You know, the way I started was I was living back in Boston and I was working in a completely different industry at the time. I was in a sales support role in, in the media industry. And I, I really just wasn't happy with that role. And I was looking for something different. I had heard about a company called HPSC at the time. They were an equipment lender specifically for the dental industry. So I started with them back in 2001 in a sales support role. I wasn't sure if that was the right move, but what happened was I ended up loving the company, loving the industry. And here I am 21 years later, you know, essentially doing the same thing. And I came over here to provide about four or five years ago, really looking to work for a more innovative lender where I can deliver a much better user experience to my clients. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now, Jason, tell us a little bit about how you feel like you've grown in your career alongside with Provide. You know, like I said, when I first started my career, you know, I was really focused on equipment only loans. Those were very simple not very complex transactions. Over those years, you know, I started working on more complex deals. I was working at a big box bank prior to being over here at Provide. At the time, uh, we were known as Lindever. And I kept hearing about them in the market and I got to know their leadership team a bit. And, you know, it seemed like they had great plans and they were putting together great programs and products for doctors. And I decided to make the move. You know, my wife thought I was completely crazy, but, you know, I jumped <laughs> from a big bank to a much smaller fintech lender. But, 
you know, over those last several years I've been here, I mean, it's proven to be my greatest career decision I've made. You know, doctors absolutely love our fully organized online approach, the ease of the application process, closing and through funding. And I think that's why a lot of doctors choose to work with us and why a lot of industry partners do choose to refer business to us. Yeah, I think that's a huge part and you nailed it. Let's talk about the cost of remodel projects a little bit. Do you think it's worth the cost to remodel or renovate? If a project is properly planned and executed, then I would absolutely say it is worth the cost. Okay. And the reason why I say that is a well-designed space is going to allow our providers to, you know, maximize their space for better patient flow, more office capacity. You know, we see a lot of doctors want to do these kind of renovations. You know, maybe they're looking to add more exam rooms or operatories, or maybe they have plans to bring on associate doctors and they just need more space and more capacity. So a well-designed office can certainly help achieve that. The other thing a well-designed space can do is, you know, it can provide a more efficient, more ergonomic working space for employees and the doctors themselves, which can also lead to better production. A well-designed office can provide appeal to patients and even attract new patients. And then a well-remodeled office can also help retain and attract new employees as well. You know, if the employees are happy with their work environment, they're likely to be more productive. Yeah. A lot of times renovations will include investments in equipment as well. And when doctors are investing in new equipment and technology, that does create efficiencies for the office as well. You know, older equipment is not as efficient as some of the newer models out there. And as advances are are made in technology, equipment is able to work faster and smarter. The right equipment can also allow practice to perform more procedures, which can help bring in more revenue, profit centers for the business. State-of-the-art equipment, too, can attract new patients as well, just like a good office design. New equipment can be marketed and attract new patient base. And then also, you know, when you're working with the best and latest technology, you're able to provide the best patient care possible. So when you have the latest technology at your disposal, you can be sure that you're giving your patients access to the best treatment options as well. So I do think it's worth the investment to go through a remodel. Again, if it's well-planned and well-executed and you're making the right investments. Absolutely. I mean, from my time in a dentist practice, you hear a lot of complaints from some staff members when they're using old equipment and things aren't working correctly and it frustrates them. And I think that providers need to think about that when they're considering these investments because it really, like you said, makes a big difference with the staff too. Yeah. And I think a good first step is really assessing what you want and need for your practice. When you're you're going through a good plan, it allows you time to just kind of figure out the features that you truly want. It also helps you set realistic expectation on what's possible. For example, you know, maybe you don't want to invest a ton of money in a full redesign. Maybe you just want to invest a small amount of money to modernize the practice, you know, maybe some new paint, new floors, new signage, maybe some new technology but no major structural changes to the actual space, right? Maybe that's all the renovation would involve. But sometimes, you know, a doctor's just not happy with their current design. You know, we often see this with doctors that acquire their first practice, right? A lot of times they're acquiring these practices and they're good practices for the goodwill and the patient base. But, you know, once they settle in after a few years, sometimes these practices do have dated equipment. Doctors want to modernize it and make it more of their own. So in many cases, after a few years, we may see a doctor want to make a significant investment into a renovation or remodel. But my advice, again, talking to other industry professionals is very important for a provider to kind of put themselves in their patient's shoes, put themselves in their employee's shoes to determine what they see when they come into your office, right? You know, do they walk into your office and immediately feel like, I can tell this often hasn't been remodeled in 20 to 30 years? You know, what kind of message does that send to your patient base? Yeah. Definitely. Again, from my time working in the dental industry, we had a thing called the 
ugly list that we would go around and look at each room and try to look at it from the perspective of the patient and not the employee that sees it every day. And then just kind of like slowly start to work on that list. That was at least one of our strategies. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Make a checklist, check it annually. So when you do have those providers that have a tighter budget that they're working with, what are some of the things that you would recommend that they invest in that would give them the biggest bang for their buck? Interior decorating styles and technology trends tend to make shifts with the decades. You know, I hear consultants say and other advisors say that a practice should have a facelift about every seven to 10 years, maybe. You know, again, if you're not looking to invest a ton of money, I'd say new paint, new floors, you know, maybe some upgrades and more affordable equipment is a good place to invest the money to give the office a simple remodel to make it feel more modern. We're working with a lot of younger doctors right now. And what has changed over my time in, in, the, in the 20 years I've been doing this is the offices today, you know, these some of these startup offices are, they're pretty amazing designs. These are beautiful offices. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're coming into the market. They're doing things that, again, when I first started, we didn't really see doctors, you know, uh, building offices or designing offices like this. So sometimes, you know, again, if it's a more established office and there's not a ton of money to invest maybe in some artwork, in some new paint, new flooring, just to make the office feel a bit more modern can be a good way to invest a small amount of money. What would you say that Provide offers practice owners uh, to help them with that remodel and renovation for their practice? When it comes to office renovations and remodels, there's really three loan options that we offer, right? Our project loan, our practice equity loan, and then our equipment only loan. Okay. And I'll walk through each one of those but our project loan is really our most popular program. This is uh, really for renovations and remodels that are maybe more complex, more complicated, that require more of a, a project manager role like Casey to help doctors coordinate the funds, make sure that things are on time and that the project is progressing. With the project loan, there's really two phases to it. The first phase is what we call the construction period or the project period. So with a project loan, what we do is we approve the doctor for the funds, we set that money aside, and then Casey's team works very closely with the doctor to coordinate funds out to the various lenders or vendors rather. During this project phase, no payments are due. For example, let's say we approve a doctor for $600,000 for a renovation project. During the construction phase, money's going out, but doctors are not required to make full payments to us during that period of time. What happens is at the end of the project, once we get the call from the doctor to say, all right, everything's fully constructed, the equipment is being installed. At that point, what we'll do is we'll tally up what's been spent we'll tally up what's still pending and we'll come up with the final total. So the beauty of the project loan is if we approve you for 600,000, but at the end of the day, all you need is 524,000, then that's what the loan will term out and that's what your payment will be based on. So it allows us to control the budget and uh, put you in a position where you're not required to make payments until the project's actually done. The other option that we offer is a practice equity. I like to offer this program on maybe the simpler projects, you know, where there's not major construction, maybe not a lot of vendors to pay. The way practice equity works is as practices increase in value, as debts get paid down, practices appreciate and build equity, very similar to you know, how a home would appreciate, right? So doctors can use this equity, pull cash out, and we can wire that to a doctor's bank account. So essentially the doctor self-funds their project. 
With the equity loan, there is no project phase. So as soon as that money is received, the payment schedule starts. But it's a nice way just to get some cash out, you know, on, on some of the simpler projects that we work on. And Jason, that's a really unique product in the industry, correct? That is a very unique product to provide. Yeah. Again, I've worked for a handful of lenders over the years. This is really the first time I've had an equity program like that that can be utilized that way. And then the third type you had mentioned was the equipment only loan. Yeah. So the third type of loan that we may use for renovation is equipment only. And sometimes we do see landlords, if it's a lease space, sometimes we do see landlords cover the construction, right? So doctors may not need to borrow construction money from us or doctors have the means to fund their own project and they pay cash, right? So in that case, they may utilize us just for the equipment only program. It's a very simple application, you know, app only, very streamlined approval. But in this case, we're only funding the equipment. We're not doing any construction costs or anything other than equipment only. So when a provider is ready and they've decided they're ready to remodel, how would they know which type of loan product would be best for them? What do you recommend they do? That's what we're here for, really to help guide them. You know, so the first step of the process, what I like to do is just get on the phone, understand the nuances and details of what they're looking to accomplish and guide them, you know, overview the options that we have, see what makes sense for their business, and then come up with a plan and deliver the appropriate product based on that conversation. That's great. Jason, thank you so much for your time today. That was some fantastic insight into what we need to think of or providers need to think of when they're ready to remodel. So we really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. It was great to hear from these industry experts today and learn more about the importance of remodeling a healthcare practice. Casey, Jason, thank you both for your valuable information. And I hope to have you on again sometime in the future. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Path to Owning It. If you're ready to take your practice ownership dreams into your own hands, be sure to visit GetProvide.com to pre-qualify and browse our practice marketplace or check out our news page for more helpful resources. The Path to Owning It is brought to you by the team at Provide with production assistance from Sarah Parkey, Tierra Thomas, Jessica Armbruster, and Liv Connaughton. And it's produced by PodCamp Media, branded podcast production for businesses. PodCampMedia.com producer Dusty Weiss, editor Larry Kilgore III. For Provide, I'm Corey Brown. Thanks for being on the journey with us. Provide is a division of Fifth Third Bank National Association. All opinions expressed by the participants are solely their current opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Provide, its affiliates, or Fifth Third Bank. The participants' opinions are based on information they consider reliable, but neither Provide, its affiliates, nor Fifth Third Bank warrant its completeness or accuracy and should not be relied upon as such. This content is for informational purposes and does not constitute the rendering of legal accounting tax or investment advice or other professional services by Provide or any of its affiliates. Please consult with appropriate professionals related to your individual circumstances. All lending is subject to review and approval.